Hey folks, and welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. This is Dan, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Early in this podcast, in Holy Spirit Soapbox, and when we created it, right around Easter or Resurrection Day, I believe it was in 2022, we did an episode called, Why Did Jesus Have to Die? Now, we encourage you to listen to it, or listen to it again if you already have done that, but it outlines the history of sacrifice. And the fact that no animal or human or anything other than God could be a sacrifice that gives us eternal life. Period. So go ahead and listen to that at some point. But today we're going to go over why it had to be Jesus. Why did this innocent God have to become a man? And, and why did he have to walk the earth in the first place as a human? We're going to get into the human aspect today. And we do cover some of this in that previous episode, but it goes so much deeper than being a sacrifice for us, okay? A question I, I hear often is, did God mess up so much that he had to come and fix everything? No, this isn't the case. He never messed up, okay? God does not mess up. And then the next question that follows usually is, well, then why do all these horrible things happen to people? Now, without going into the whole define good or define bad argument, which we can be here all day doing that, we have to admit that none of us are free of sin and that none of us are perfect. Now, there's so many people, people, non-believers or believers that say, I know I'm not perfect. Yeah, you're right. We're not. We're not perfect at all. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We're just not perfect. God is the only perfect being. And because this is the case... Right? Because we are all imperfect. We've used our free will to essentially send us down this path of destruction. And God, seeing that all this is happening, you know, he may or may not intervene for certain things. But because he's all good and and is the definition of good, he is good. He equals good. He doesn't know pain and bad. Those are things that are not in his dictionary. He understands that this essence of bad or the, the absence of good exists. Of course, he knows this. He is all-knowing. But we, as humans, separated ourselves from him essentially creating and defining bad. You know, since God does not know what it's like to be separated from himself and from goodness, since, again, he equals good, a drastic intervention had to happen. He had to know what we were going through. This is some deep theological stuff here, okay? But enter Jesus, okay? 100% man and 100% God. But how? We know Jesus was not just an ordinary man. We know this. Jesus is blameless. He's spotless and sinless. No other man in history is blameless, spotless, or sinless. We're all imperfect. We'll get to why this is important in a second, but this is the godly nature that Jesus has. He was born of the Holy Spirit, of God, who is his Father, but born of a woman, a human, a creation. Jesus, as 100% human, was able to feel feelings and emotions that we feel. He could 100% relate with us in sadness and anger and pain and more. But he knows goodness because he is the definition of good since he is also God. 
Jesus was a way for God to fully encounter what separation from himself feels like. Although he never sinned, he witnessed sin and the pain of emotion it also brings. But Dan, but I, I, thought, I thought God was all-knowing. How could he not know bad? And how can he not know pain? Well, inherently, the universe was created as good and perfect in the eyes of God. Bad, I put bad in quotes, okay? When I, well, I'm actually doing air quotes now. <laughs> bad did not exist. It did not. Ultimately, bad still doesn't exist if you really think about it, okay? It's just the absence of good. The only way bad exists is if God is good and separating ourselves from God creates bad, right? The absence of good. Us creating an environment that has no good in it that is not of God, Okay, if, again, if, if your head is spinning, I'm sorry, but we're going to keep going into this. I promise it will make more sense. But I, I personally don't believe in people as bad. I don't believe there are bad people in the world. I, don't th I feel like it doesn't exist. Bad people don't exist. People only separate themselves so far from good, or God, that their actions reflect what good is not. Okay, all those fruits of the Spirit that we talk about so much all the time, joy, hope, peace, love, patience, kindness, goodness, you know, self-control, gentleness, all those fruits of the Spirit, those are good. Those are definitions and characteristics of, characteristics of God. But when we separate ourselves so far from God or good or fruits of the Spirit, the other fruits start to bear. And those are not good, or what we humans like to call bad. Because of this, we were created to only know good, to only know God, to depend on God. But we took our free will to create separation, or quote-unquote bad. Okay? I know. I just got into the whole defining good and bad argument that I said I wouldn't, so I feel like a liar, and I'm sorry, but here we are, okay? <laughs> Hopefully this clarifies things, but now back to why Jesus had to come here as 100% man, and of course 100% God. His human side was to also feel and empathize or sympathize with what we feel. He was tempted by Satan himself, too. You know, he felt hunger, he felt thirst, and he felt tiredness. I mean, he fell asleep on a boat, right? He slept. I'm sure he felt pain, like bathroom stuff. I don't want to talk about that. I can't believe I just said that. But honestly, I mean, he was 100% human too. And he ate and he did these things, okay? He, he also had to be as flesh to atone for our sins as, again, the perfect lamb of sacrifice. I, we know this, right? We mentioned this in our episode, the other episode. But the human form of him plays the role as well, to witness what separation from God does to a human. You'll hear Jesus referred to as the new Adam. Where Adam fell short as a man, Jesus made up for all of it. Now the God side of him, the 100% God side of him, is where he lived in the spirit to move as God would in a world of sin. I mean, he, was, he is God. The spirit moves in this world of sin, a world of separation from God. So every time you're like, okay, should I do this? Well, what would Jesus do, right? There's that old adage. What would Jesus do? 
He showed us what a perfect example of how to live should look like. To not be served, but to serve all of mankind. He served those who loved and hated him. And it was all done in ways of miracles or regular service and, you know, the biggest part, dying to wipe away the sins of everyone. <laughs> for every for every man, woman, and child on earth, he died and resurrected. That's quite the service. Right? That's quite the service and quite the God. Now, I'm doing this episode around Resurrection Day or Easter, whatever you want to call it. And, but we should really reflect on this the other 364 days of the year. It shouldn't be a one-year thing. I mean, not even a day thing. It should be every single moment of our lives. We should understand that, that we have this God, the creator of the universe, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who came to earth to not only take away our sins, then go up to his throne, but to be with us. He came to be in the midst of our messiness. We are messy. We were inherently good, but then we're just like, I don't like this for whatever reason. I want more and I know better than you, God. So I'm going to start separating myself from your love. I'm going to start separating myself from your teachings. And then that created bad again, quote unquote. He didn't just show up though and be like, ew, and then fly away in the clouds. Like <laughs> he didn't do that. He, no, he spent years here. He spent like 30 plus years in our messiness to show us how to live. And he endured ridicule. He endured emotional distress by weeping and having loving wrath, which we'll discuss in a future episode. What is loving wrath? What That, that almost seems like an oxymoron. It's not. We'll discuss that later on, a couple weeks. But then he endured torture. And then he experienced fleshly death for us. And then he resurrected and conquered that death for us. Again, this is a God like no other. Jesus Christ is our Savior. And Jesus Christ is our hope. And we know that by his blood, we are saved. Because he decided that losing just one of his children, just one, is way too many. I want to thank you once again for joining in. Please continue to spread the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And please, for us, continue to spread Holy Spirit Soapbox. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell somebody. We want to continue to teach people about who God really is. I know that Easter's around the corner, if you're listening to this around Easter. And people know that they have to go to church. They feel like they have to go to church, but they don't know why. And we want people to be informed. So... Continue to spread the gospel. That's first and foremost. And then please, if you can tell people about Holy Spirit Soapbox, we would appreciate it. I have a couple verses to meditate on. Okay, so the first one is Isaiah 7, 14. And these are all written descriptions so you can refer back to them. But Isaiah 7, 14 says, this is the NIV, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Now, let's not forget what it really means when God says Jesus will be called Emmanuel, or Emmanuel means God with us. Not God just in our vicinity and hanging out for a little bit of time before he flies back in the clouds. No, God with us. 
God enduring these things that we endure for us. John chapter 1 verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word, okay, the Word which is from the Spirit, which is God, became flesh so that we can see what glory looks like. So now we can see what heaven is like because of the example led by Jesus Christ. Your third verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. It says this, So it is written, The first man Adam became a living being, the last Adam a life-giving spirit. The last Adam is Jesus. Adam, which actually means man or mankind in Hebrew, cannot give life. You know, man and women, we, we can make fleshly life, like as in children. We can do that, but we can't give eternal life in the spirit. And again, this is where Jesus came in. And then finally, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5 says this, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. I kind of like how he says the man because Jesus Christ is the man, all right? <laughs> okay, no. Here we see Jesus as 100% God and 100% man because he fulfilled the prophecies and the law and then died and resurrected, he is the mediator between God and humans. There's no person on earth who can do this. None. There aren't even angels who can do this. Only God himself as a sacrificial lamb, or as a 100% human, 100% God, in Jesus Christ. Now I have three questions for you to help really hone in on all this. Question number one is this. What are some ways you can reflect on Jesus' life death, and resurrection today. Question two. Knowing Jesus was 100% man and 100% God, how does that strengthen your relationship with him? And then question three. How can you celebrate the resurrection that conquered death for us right now? How can you celebrate it? I would love to pray over every single one of you. If it's safe to do so, please join me. Please take your prayer posture and let's talk to our creator. Our father, thank you for sending yourself, your son, to conquer death for us. We thank you for wanting us so badly that you came to earth to feel what we feel and to show us how to live in a world with so much separation from you. We pray for all who don't know you to learn who you are so that we can all witness your love together. We pray that we can be led from the flesh and back into the spirit every moment of our lives and appreciate and accept Jesus' sacrifice for us. We pray all of this in his holy name. Amen. <laughs>